The Epiphany um, is one of the principal feasts of the year. It's on paper up there with Christmas and Easter, although it's one of those principal feasts like Ascension Day that doesn't get a lot of uh, attention. Um, and it's a bit odd this year because of the way the lectionary rules work. It, you always shift it forward, not backwards. So we couldn't push it back to next Sunday. Um, so here we are on New Year's Day celebrating the Epiphany. And it uh, just seems a little out of whack. But that's, that's kind of the context for my reflections on the Epiphany. Because as a principal feast, it's more about the, th- the themes of the day than it is about any particular scripture reading. The scripture readings were selected to uh, correspond to the themes of the feast, um, not the other way around. And so that's really, as a preacher, where my mind goes. What what are the big themes of the Epiphany, and how does that connect with our experience um, in the world as it is today? And there are a couple of great themes of the Epiphany. Um, The big one, of course, is that the, the, the wise men represent the first Gentiles who came to Jesus. So there's a, this, um, this business of the light to the, to the Gentiles, that, that connection between this story of the wise men and the, the, uh, the mission of the church to spread the message of Jesus to all the world, not just the Jewish people. Um, and so it ties in with Paul's theology, with, with all of that. And so that, that's the big message. And it carries on through this season of Epiphany where, it, as you heard in the... In the, uh, in the, the uh, uh, the liturgy, there's this emphasis on mission. It's a, it's a missional season where it's outward focused. And so um, that theme of Christ coming to the Gentiles is the big one. And it's certainly an evangelical theme. So one of the places I, I might go this morning, I still haven't quite decided what you're going to get. Um, uh, set your expectations. Just It's New Year's Day, folks. Just, you know, keep it, keep it manageable. Um, one of the themes is evangelism, and I, I could preach about evangelism to you because as Anglicans, we don't think of ourselves as evangelical. In fact, we tend to define ourselves against being evangelical as a culture, and, and yet there's no reason for that, and I certainly claim the label evangelical for myself. Um, and it's just about having good news to share. It's that simple. And, um, and the the sermon I won't give you is the ice cream shop sermon, where if there's a great ice cream shop in town, you don't think twice about saying, hey, great ice cream shop in town, you should have some, it's great ice cream. You don't, you don't think twice about it. You just think, of course, of course I want to tell my friends, I want them to have the great experience that I had when I went to the ice cream shop, right? And why is church so different? So if this is great, if what we're doing is great, if what we are doing is being fed and enlivened and enlightened, then why would we not want to share this? It's not that complicated, right? It's not, you should really be a better evangelist. And furthermore, you need to save the ice cream shop because it might go out of business. That's a great reason to go to an ice cream shop, isn't it? Um, so, um, so the evangelism sermon is there. I've preached it in the past. I do a hand wave towards it this morning. But there's a, there are a couple of sub-themes around this light of the Gentiles and evangelism theme that I find maybe a little bit more on the nose for this year. And when, it gets, when you get down to that, what is the good news that we have to share, it's, it's big. I mean, it's hard to reduce to a single message. You know, Jesus died for your sins, okay. Um, but but what, what is that about? And one of the ways into that question of the good news is another one of the themes of the Epiphany, which is the business of wisdom that at some level Christianity is a wisdom tradition. It's about the transmission of wisdom. It's about wisdom that we have received that has changed our life and has reoriented our direction. 
Um, and and the, so the theme of wisdom, the wise men, that the people who were recognized as wise um, recognized Jesus as where wisdom leads, where, where the star led them to Jesus and the star was uh, uh, representative of their tradition, their wisdom tradition, and their wisdom tradition led them to Jesus. The message could not be clearer. Um, and the wrinkles of that are that when you look at the Old Testament, the wisdom tradition was cross-cultural. Um, all the ancient Near Eastern cultures had some sort of wisdom tradition, and they borrowed liberally from each other. So you look at our book in the Bible, the book of Proverbs, or some of the wisdom literature books that we have in the Bible, there are aphorisms and sayings and things that, you know, you want to teach your kids because it really helped my life, and I want you to know that growing up. And these, you can compare them to other pieces of uh, wisdom literature from other ancient cultures, and there's huge amounts of overlap. And so you get this impression of a human project of the ancient Near East that all of us at some level desire and seek wisdom. And so we learn about it from wherever it is. Wherever the wisdom comes up, then we need to be paying attention. And the the search for wisdom is ultimately the search for the meaning of life and the purpose of life and why it all matters. And so within that broader human project, you get the sense of the the message of Epiphany that that broader human project of seeking for wisdom at some level can lead you to Jesus. Now there's another nuance and another wrinkle, which I love about this, which is that the wise men never converted. We have no record of them becoming Christians. Presumably, they went back to their own country by another road and went on being wise men in their tradition. Having recognized where Jesus was and what an amazing thing Jesus was, they stayed with their own culture and identity and religious tradition. And so there's an interfaith wrinkle to this story, which I find particularly delightful. That at some level, all the faith traditions, like the wisdom traditions of the ancient Near East, are, are, are working together on a human project of what is the meaning of life, what is the purpose of life, what really matters in life. And the various religious traditions have some differences that are very real, of course, but there are some, uh, there's some interesting places where we all kind of come together, the golden rule being the most famous of them. There's some version of the golden rule in just about every, um, every religious tradition on the planet. And there's a reason for that, because we all, at some deep level, recognize the truth of that. So this... So this evangelical imperative, the good ice cream that we have in our tradition, is something universal. And I think we do it a disservice when we say, you've got to join our club in order to participate in it. I, I think that if you want to participate in it, it's great. You should join our club. We've got it. We've got it here. We have the key to ultimate wisdom and everything right here. But when we use that in a way that reduces it to a, a, an ethnic or a, um, an ideological um, membership test, I think we don't do it justice. We, we reduce it to something that it was not meant to be. We lose that connection to that universal quality, that universal human wisdom or divine wisdom that is accessible to all humans. So I see fundamentally Christianity as a way to full communion with God. That we have it. Jesus came and gave it to us. And we have it thanks to Jesus. And if you want to know what I have, follow Jesus like I do. So, yeah, absolutely. I will convert you. Happy to convert you. But if you have found that wisdom tradition, that thing that Jesus embodied through your tradition, then great. I recognize that in you. And I celebrate that in you. 
Um, and, that, and that, for me, is the way of holding the two things together, that, that, that interfaith reality where at some deep level I have to recognize the goodness and truth that, is, that people have found through traditions other than mine at the same time as valuing my tradition and saying that we are onto something that is universal and human and transcultural. And it also um, mocks, I mean, it just makes a mockery of this idea that in order to be Christian you have to be white, speak English, you know, Church of England, you have to sing in a certain way, pray in a certain way, cross yourself, you know, left to right, not right to left. I mean, all that stuff that we do as religious traditions is just completely missing out on the thing that the wise men came to find. You know, Jesus didn't wake up and say, cross yourself right to left. That's the correct answer. You know, that's not what it was. It was something about this connection between humanity and God. Um, which Jesus embodied. Jesus was that connection in the flesh. Um, and that connection is the wisdom, is the, is the meaning of life, is to develop that connection. That's what we have. In my view, that's why what we do here right now is the most important thing in the world. Because all we are doing today in our own uh, flawed and, and frail way is to try to connect to God. Um, and yeah, maybe we're counting the ceiling tiles because the preacher's boring, but here we are, you know, in all of our glory. Um, and, and, and I believe and I've seen the evidence that God is connecting with us through the people I know, through you people and through me, because we do this week in, week out, week in, week out, day in, day out for those of us with a daily prayer um, uh, discipline. And this is wisdom. The wisdom is, if we're not attending to this connection, then all the other stuff is going to go sideways. And now we get finally to my, my interesting thought about the connection between New Year's Day and the wisdom tradition of Epiphany. So what are the, what's the typical question on New Year's Day? What's my resolution going to be for next year? Right? And, and so we have this whole cultural conversation around the turning of the year. And so we reflect on the last year. And sometimes we go, oh, good riddance to 2022. Um, 2023 is going to be so great. Or if you're more pessimistic, oh, what fresh hell awaits us in this coming 12-month period? Um, I, I, you know, and so we, but, but we're in this sort of reflective moment as the, as the calendar turns over, you know, what... And, and so for me, the, the connection between the wisdom tradition, if the connection with God is the heart of, of wisdom, is the heart of discerning the meaning of life, the meaning of my life, the meaning of how we interact with the world and what actually matters and how I spend my time, can we reflect on 2022 with that as our lens? What have we learned from 2022 about what doesn't work? What is foolishness? And how can we position ourselves towards wisdom in 2023? And there are fun news items that I, you know, I can tick off. Um, I read a wonderful article recently about the death of the super genius, the myth of the super genius, which is one of the things that 2022 brought us. Remember when the internet and these super genius internet gurus were going to save the world? I mean, I was on Usenet back in the day, and we were going to get past those gatekeepers, and we were going to exchange truth, and you know, we were going to revolutionize the world because now we can just talk to each other like human beings, and we see how well that turned out. Everybody gets a megaphone. That'll make everything better, right? 
So social media hasn't saved us. Um, I mean, these giant tech corporations are either struggling to turn a profit um, or just becoming um, the, uh, a, a, a replication of the great barons of the turn of the 20th century, doing the same thing, exploiting the workers, squeezing out the profits, and becoming moribund and not actually innovating. Um, the new iPhone's basically the same as the old iPhone. That's, that, that's where we're at now. Um, the, you know, uh, everybody's laying off workers and the super geniuses have fallen spectacularly and have shown themselves to be fools, right? And it's not like they're not clever people. They are clever and they're foolish. So cleverness will not save us, right? And those of us who think ourselves clever, it will not save us. Our brains are not always our allies, and so the wisdom that, that the, the infant Jesus, the life of Jesus who shows us what the meaning of life is and what a life in connection with God looks like, that's the way forward. And whenever we go herring off after these other things that will save us or protect us or give us or fill up a hole in our heart that we just can't fill, it's not going to work. And so as we reflect, reflect on 2022 and look forward to 2023, my question for myself, and I, which I share with you, is where is the wisdom to be gleaned? What have we learned? What have we learned not just in the world, but in our own lives? What have we said from 2022, well, I'm not doing that again. I, I finally learned that doesn't work. Okay, am I going to learn that in 2023? Right? And my, what does growing toward Jesus look like in 2023? And that's as individual an answer as each of us in this room. It'll look different for me than it does for you. And yet that, for me, the epiphany, the coming to Jesus, the wisdom that recognizes Jesus as the heart of the universe, where is that wisdom for us as we reflect on our transitions, our lives as they are right now? And so I leave my sermon with a question mark. Um, I'm, I can't give it to you. I don't know what that wisdom is for you. I know what it is for me, or I'm trying to discern it. And, and that for me is, okay, if I'm going to follow the star, what, what's the star telling me? What have I learned from my journey thus far? And what am I going to do differently going forward in order to keep Jesus at the heart of who I am? Because in the end, that's the only thing that will save me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.